1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of It's My House podcast. I'm, of course, as always, your host, Chris Dees. And today with me, I've got a huge guest, somebody that I've been really excited to talk to. Followed him all across the independent scene in the UK, whether it be Rev Pro, ICW, Evolve, you name it. He's probably been there. Obviously, if you're from the other side of the pond, chances are you at least know him from his time in NXT, on the main roster in WWE, uh, and back to NXT again. He's, of course, none other than the Beast of Belfast, Big Demo, Mr. Killian Dane. Man, Damo, thank you so much for joining me. How are you?
0: Uh, my pleasure. So many names there. Thanks for the wonderful introduction there. I really appreciate
1: that. <laughs> you know, kind of nodding along, going, yeah, that's actually not too much. Thanks very much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing, man. I've been sitting at work all day thinking, how can I introduce him? What has he been? What's, he What's the best name to call him? Especially, like, when you've had so many names, that's... <laughs> left WWE you never know like what the best you know what I mean the best way to introduce them is oh
0: absolutely like, I'm delighted uh, that one of the things because they didn't use Demo um it means I could go straight back into using it and that's what the funniest yeah. part of, of my whole time there is they always referred to me as Demo they never really called me Killian and there was a big push uh-huh. in the company to try and call us by our, sh- our work names instead of our shoot names. But they, they'd always be like, you know, call me Demo, Demo, Demo over the headset. And there's one time one of the producers is obviously trying to get my attention talking to the referee. And the referee's like, Who's demo or whatever that was? Because they only <laughs> ever knew me as Killian, so it was it was quite uh, quite funny. And I never really introduced myself as Killian. I was always a like, hello demo, you know,
1: whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's actually quite easy glove to put back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm glad that you've mentioned that because I've had I've had some dealings with wrestlers just literally in the last week. I've always called wrestlers when I've approached them to come on by their real name. I don't know why that just seems the right thing to do for me. But then I I won't name who it was. But recently, I had a wrestler who that really, really pissed off. Like he wanted to be called by his his character name. Like, is is that normal? Is that something that you get? Do do, do they prefer it? I think it just leads to their own. Um. So like.
0: If you've played a, the same character for so long, I think it's a lot easier to be referred to by that character's name. Um, yeah, I, I've I've always like I've been demo. It was my nickname as a kid, um, which I actually hated as a kid, actually. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, eventually, I realized actually it's a lot easier than Damien, you know. Um, so then like it became you know my nickname my my entire life pretty much. Um, and I used it then. I, I wasn't originally called Demo even as a wrestler, but you know it just became habit because you know it was damien o'connor or whatever else and then it was demo and everything else so you know you just started uh i started using it more often uh i just introduced myself as demo so much it was only by literally in the last year i finally sort of introduced myself to people as killian um and like you know you f- finally get used to saying it or whatever um you know so anybody who i met in the last year maybe knew me as killian but nobody else so um <laughs> but like you know i think some wrestlers it, it may just be a you know a preference you know some people prefer i, I think it's probably best to, to introduce most people by what, what their most popular name was but like people like me who change their names when they go to the company you know it's a different kettle of fish i think if somebody comes up through the system in their whole time 15 years they're called one name i guess that's that that's what they'll be used to and they'll always be referred to as um but like you know i was demo before this and i'll be demo after this so that's that's the way i've always looked
1: at it so <laughs> Well, like you say it's good though. It's, it's it's natural for you, isn't it? You can just slip straight back into what you've always been because you really you weren't with with WWE for all that long, were you? I think all in all, just been? just under um, five years. So, like yeah. um,
0: the uh, which it, it amazes me, like how much that flew. Um, because yeah. five years, you know, it seem like a lifetime. But but oh my god, it was like especially you know this this last year with the COVID and everything else. Like you yeah. know. At the time, you think like, oh, you know, when will this ever end? But like, you know, it has literally flown by. And I think that's just one of the weirdest situations about, you know, these are short careers. You know, we're lucky in wrestling. We might go a little bit longer than the average football player and stuff like that. But, you know, realistically, like five years is is in and out, ended up working out pretty well for me and everything else. But like, you know, it's just gone by like so fast. Like I can remember everything from, 2017 20 you you know and that's what's you know mind-blowing like that's four years ago so (laughs) um you know that's one of the weirdest parts of all this but no i uh i had a i think the average when we first started we were told the average person is two to three years in the company which blew my mind actually but um so for us to just get above the
1: average i'm pretty happy i'll I'll take that above average you know (laughs) happy days obviously like i know you're going to have talked about this so much the last couple of weeks but obviously the the big news the big talking point is obviously you released from the company from WWE now to me it came as a shock because obviously you've been on on NXT really really recently really frequently consistently one of the most entertaining segments or parts of, of NXT I loved you with with Drake like I loved everything <laughs> did, especially with sanity and and all that but I really loved what you did with Drake because it was a different side of you how, if it came as a shock to me, how much of a shock was it to you, you really? So,
0: I because of all the releases in the last year, it, it didn't come as a as a direct shock. Like, um, the the thing w- w- I would have more, I was more prepared to be released last year, um, when the major cuts happened. Um, but when you know, I I, I kept surviving. I even asked a writer uh, last year. Um, I asked a writer, you know because I wasn't doing something at the time. And I was like, listen, you know, you know, was I on any of these lists? And he said, you're on none of the lists. You weren't even on any of the, you know, the potential lists, whatever else. So, you know, that was obviously great to know and, and whatever else. But this yeah. year, you know, it's changed a little bit. You know, things things have changed in the company for for whatever reason. Uh, and a bunch of us who were just over that that age bracket, maybe all seem to have been let go at the same time. Um, listen, I just signed an extension. Uh, not a lot of people know this. I just signed an extension, so I could easily have been gone at the same time as Alexander Wolf, um, because our deals expired in the same day. Um, so I, I genuinely believe that this is something that um, was a last-minute thing. You know, maybe you know, within a week of, of us getting released, that was probably when they made the decision because Brazzango just won on television. You know, we just. Uh, yeah. Being in a feud ourselves and whatever else, so you know, um, you know, maybe they knew it in a long time in advance, and, and we're not aware. But, uh, but I think for us, like you know, you, you know, that first couple of hours, you know, you feel pretty, pretty hard done by, and all these kind of things. But realistically, we also knew, you know, with all the releases that have happened, that anybody's up for grabs. You know, it could happen to anybody because you, you know, as soon as you sign for this company, your name is one day going to come up, and, and you're going to be on one of those lists. Um, yeah. And as I say, you know, I was very, very lucky to get the five years. Um, You know, I've been able to pay off uh, debts for my family. Uh, I've been able to, you know, help with property back home. I'm able to do so many things that I wasn't able to do before. So I'm over the moon that I managed to to accomplish a lot of those goals. Um, While at the same time, you know, I got to be on television in the company that I grew up watching, you know, so um, I'm very happy with how things went Um, and, uh, you know, like, was it a shock sure it was it was definitely like you know that that initial i was in the pc at the time you know i said this on an interview the other day i was in the pc at the time when i got the phone call and, and you know <laughs> you're just kind of like uh okay um <laughs> and like uh, it's you know the weirdest part is knowing you know you're never going to go back um you're you're not probably never going to be in the building again you know what i mean so yeah. it was very very odd um and like uh i was very bl- very blessed that like um nikki was there uh, Drake was there. Robbie Brookside was there. I'm very close to Robbie Brookside, and you know, so I, I told them immediately. And uh you know, we, we, you kind of deal with the emotions and whatever else. And then you start uh, over the over the coming days. It was actually one of the recently released lads uh, said to me. He said, "In a week's time, you'll you don't want to hear it now, but in a week's time, you will feel um like like the weight of the world is off your shoulders." And <laughs> I felt that about two days later, to be honest. So. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, you go from, you know, originally, you know, you have these initial fears about it, everything from finances to, you know, what are you going to do next and all these things to eventually you're like, actually, I'm really excited about what's next, you know, and I'm excited about the next chapter. And um, and that's the truth, like, you know, so I can look at it in, a, in, a, in that positive way, because, you know, I, I, I literally did everything I wanted to do. Um, and then some, to be honest, like, you know, I never like... I didn't expect to be on WrestleMania after six months. I didn't uh, expect to be a, a main event at SmackDown. I didn't expect to be on Survivor Series, all these things that, that you end up doing that you're over the moon with, like, you know, main event in NXT was literally the, I think that was a, the, the only goal that I, I literally had coming into the company was I'd love to, you know, get on NXT television and and hopefully main event a, an NXT uh, takeover. And, you know, you, you do all that and then you get all these other things happening. You're just like, wow, you know, that, that, that's incredible. And, um, the next step now is, is, you know, coming up with new goals and, and looking at the bucket list of what I wanted to do, you know, years ago and I can start uh, and start working towards them. So that's
1: that's the way I've started looking at it. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it. I, I really liked what you said in your statement about how you've got a chip on you, the chip's back on your shoulder, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, you're not angry, you're not resentful. I was a little angry,
0: but <laughs> 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 No, I, I guess I'm still a little angry, whatever, but, like, no, out of all seriousness, like, the chip on the shoulder is what got me here. Like I, I put myself into financial ruin, you know, to, to get, you know, as close as I could to, um, to, to live in my dreams in the first place. Um, and you know, I, I know that like the sacrifices I made, like I missed, um, I miss funerals. I miss weddings. I missed things that like, you know, I I regretted at the time, but you know, you, you know, it was all a part of what, what I was trying to do. And, um, it got me where I needed to go. And like, you know, you know you lose friendships and you lose relationships and things like that, but that's a part of you know the journey you know if you really want to do something you have to you have to make these these um decisions um and only people who who really got in get inside this bubble understand that like you know, I know people who've, who've missed the funerals of their own parents and stuff like that because, you know, they were on this journey. And, um you know, thankfully, I've never, I haven't had to be like that. But, you know, I missed my godmother's funeral at one point, you know, and things like that. So, you know, you're just like, but I did what I had to do to, to get to the next, the next rung on the ladder. And I know for a fact that like any, the people who really care about me and the people who've supported me all my life understand all the decisions I've made. Uh, And they know that like it got me to where I wanted to be. And and I was able to help them then down the line. So uh, (laughs) that for me is is the most important part. And um, going forward, I I can put that chip right back on my shoulder because I want to rub it in their face. I want, I want them to know that (laughs) yes, I am over 35, but I'm raring to go like, like this, this last couple of years with with COVID and everything else has made all of us um, probably add years on to our careers as opposed to take them off. So, uh, for me personally, I, like, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm uh, like, uh, in fact, I actually feel great. I feel in great shape. So uh, I'm personally very excited. I, this is probably the best my body's felt in, in, in a while, actually. Um, so, you know, me, I'm, I'm thinking about like what's next because, you know, I, I feel like I can really go and do something at the minute. And that's what I'm going to be very excited about going forward. And as I say, you know, that determination, like the monkey on my back, the chip in the shoulder, you know, um, I know it's there and I, it's going to be raring to go because, you know, I, I kind of want to show the world that, you know, they were wrong, you know. <laughs> and that's, uh, that, that's the, the, the bit that I, I'm looking forward to, to
1: proving. You yeah, know, I mean, Age is nothing in wrestling, really, is it? Look how many guys over thirty-five or even over forty are still going at the minute. Like how old Randy Orton's got to be? Early forties, I don't know. And he's an incredible wrestler, incredible shape.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the guys in the locker room who every single one of us looked up to because he just had everything. Um, like he's, I always called him like the prototype wrestler because Randy just would he would come up with something, and all of us would just go, "That's genius." Why were we doing that? You know, um, like when he, he he took the super kicks from Shawn Michaels because he he was watching the hundred greatest boxing knockouts, um, and you're just like that was genius because everybody else is just taking the basic flat back whatever else, and Randy's doing this crumble bump and things, and now that's <laughs> something that's way more 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 common because you know he was right it was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're going to learn from anyone. Learn from Randy Orton, one of the greatest. Absolutely, um, absolutely I've, incredible. It's interesting what you said about how like you sign for WWE knowing that there's a good chance your name's going to come up one day on those lists, on those release lists, but that shouldn't ever put anybody off from achieving like, that dream. Cause let's face it, WWE is, it's, it's the top of the mountain, isn't it? It's the end goal for, I imagine 90% of wrestlers. Um, and I've, I've talked to a few guys that have been released and they've said similar things. Like they knew that there was a very good chance this was going to happen one day. Absolutely. Listen, way. like
0: it's, you know, it's a fickle industry. There's just no way around it. Like somebody who's popular in a territory one day isn't always going to be popular in that territory. There's always going to be somebody else. So, you know, you you attach that to to wrestling now and even like any sports, any athletes. I mean, like I'm a huge Man United fan and we've had guys who are our top guy, um, the, the guy we were all behind, like Wayne Rooney. And then towards the end of his, his United career, he started becoming almost a villain to the United fans just just because, you know, and, and that, that that is just the way it goes. So when you attach that to the likes of wrestling, you know that like listen you know you might get your chance you uh, you might not get your chance but your name is one day it's going to come up and you just have to take it not personally because I I personally I do not take it personally um but I, I got let go listen with the, the texts and the emails I got from from people who are in charge you know I was like you know wow um, blown away like completely humbled by some of the people I grew up watching my entire life who text me such such wonderful things and that's the only time I really got emotional throughout this whole period was the, the wave of positivity I got, like, because it was good, you know, affirmation to know that I, I'm not an asshole, you know, so or, so that was that was really nice to know, you know. Um, that's a good way of looking at it, good way of looking yeah, at it, yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, you know, so like, I, I know that it's not personal, but for, for yeah. me, I, I need to take it personally, though, and that, that is something that, that yeah. you know, going forward I will do because I, I need to go out there like it was, you know, a slap in my face, and, and that's how I'm going to try and treat it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Has there been any... Not worry, but have have there been any sort of like niggling doubts maybe about Nikki? Because obviously she's now the one remaining member of Sanity. I know obviously (laughs) she's just become a superhero and I know that obviously (laughs) that did very well for Hurricane Helms and for Mighty Molly, but was was there any slight... Did you have any conversations like that? Like maybe she could be next? Um, So she... uh, Nikki's like... um in my opinion if
0: if they let go of nikki they're idiots to be honest so like because yes. she can walk 100%. into any company in the world um like she we haven't really scratched the surface of what nikki can do because you know on, on the independence nikki was this this awful villain <laughs> um <laughs> and like she just, she's never played that character in in the so that, yeah. one of the best parts of this is her best um aspect hasn't even been touched yet so um so th- this is the thing if they let her go brilliant she'll walk in somewhere else and, and she'll make them regret it like um and me personally i i would be pff, baffled if they let her go now especially with with the new gimmick and everything else but uh, if it happens it happens as i say you know like she's just as prepared as i am Um, we, we made a lot of financial decisions that prepare us for in the eventuality of something like this happening because you know we are foreigners living in in america so you know you have there are contingency plans you have to have um, but yeah. i i will be amazed she's at a, a great age she's got great experience behind her and she's really taken uh, like a duck to water with this new gimmick um, and I, i'm really excited to see what happens next with it because this she is she's made this happen um it, it started as a concept it took about six months to 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 get fully organized and prepared and and ready. Uh, and as soon as it was ready, as soon as the, the gear was in the, the mail, uh, it was go, 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 go. Uh, and like, that's one of the coolest parts of it. And like, I know that they, they, they really enjoy it right now. But listen, it's fickle in a year's time that it could be very different. Um, but I, I'm hoping yeah. we can get a couple of years out of this because I think she would be brilliant for, for kids. Like, I, I know I grew up loving um the the cartoon era of of wf sorry wcw and everything because you know those those colorful characters what drew drew me in and we need to think about the next generation how do we get kids interested these days you know what i mean a character like that is is perfect you know because superheroes are so relevant right now because it's the biggest industry in the world you know marvel cinematic universe and dc yeah there you go so we're, we're all we're all fans you know and like um, like Nikki's Nikki's become this massive fan of superhero stuff in the last couple of years, you know, because obviously I, I, my influence on her, whatever else. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, like right now, she's obsessed with Spider Man. Like the the new version of Spider Man has just really like struck an accord with Nikki, um, as well as like uh, the Wonder Woman movie, the Captain Marvel, and like, there's just so many great movies that have come out in the last while, uh, and she wants to do her best to bring a part of that to to, to and and. You know, let's hope we can get the next generation of fan, um, you know, excited and, and motivated behind this character, and uh, and we can uh, get a good run with it. That's that's the hope, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need more we need more happy characters, especially since we've lost the likes of you know like Hogger Bailey and things like that. As well, you you've lost that accessibility for kids because you turn on one week and you've got Alexa with a creepy Lily doll. Stalking Shana and like you say, it's not very accessible for kids. Kids might not be into that. I know I That's was. scary
0: as well. So yeah, like yeah. some of it might be.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and especially if a parent sees their kids watching that, they might think, mm, maybe not, maybe not for you, little Timmy or whatever. You know, like you want that? <laughs> Timmy. But it, the the thing <laughs> is, like you know, something you
0: touched on there is a very, it's a very interesting part of the show because it's so different to everything else. And um, but in general, like you know, we we've kind of went through a period where a lot of our characters are badasses and stuff like that. So. You know, that that kind of reflects the time because MMA is so popular and you think of all the action movies and stuff that come out and everybody's like a little grittier than they used to be. You know, they're not as muscled up and oiled as they used to be with with like Arnie coming out somehow super tanned and oiled. (laughs) ready to shoot somebody, whatever. Now it's, it's very different. You know, people are a little smaller, a little grittier. It's a little more brutal. And um, so that, you know, that obviously represents the times. And, and I understand all that, but, you know, we still need to have those accessible characters for kids, but there was this brilliant uh, thing on Monday, uh, the four girls all in a line all uh, the baby faces and they're all brilliantly like, costumes. It was asking Naomi, uh, Alexa and Nikki. And I was just laughing because, you know, at least, you know, you've got four characters all La- laughably different anyway um different styles of so super colorful and i was like yeah well that's great like at least that's something where you can go like there's your four baby you know baby face uh females on raw all look different all act different all have different styles so that made me think you know at least that's a really cool part of a uh, great visual
1: you know and, and great for the future so yeah 100 Um you, you you mentioned in there about like being grittier and a bit darker and obviously. That's how you guys were introduced. You came in as Sanity. Probably, honestly, WWE does a lot to piss me off. It does a lot to piss <laughs> a lot of people off. Um, that's why I've got a Twitter account. That's what it's for. Um, but Sanity and the way that they were mishandled and mismanaged is one of the biggest the biggest things that's pissed me off in WWE over the last few years. Like, How frustrating was that for you guys? Because you were so popular in NXT. And then, as soon as you get um, to the main roster, like everybody says, the main roster doesn 't know what to do with NXT guys. Was it just a case that they didn 't know what to do, do for the group? maybe I, I, you know the, 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 i don 't really have an honest answer with that because
0: like nobody's outwardly admitted to me or anything like you know what went wrong you know and it's like mm-hmm. we can only really assume and we can only really speculate um, maybe nobody, like nobody in the, the top brass saw any of the three of us as, as being marketable enough. Um, yes. And you know that's we're not the first, and we'll certainly not be the last um, that that'll happen to. We were a little unlucky at the time because Triple H wasn't at television a lot of that period because uh, they were negotiating <laughs> the the, de- the new deals for TV. So by the time he was maybe coming up, maybe maybe you know d- d- by the time sorry he was backstage more, we were already on the way out. So maybe that was just bad timing and things like that. Um, a lot of the writers and producers we'd worked with. Um, Uh, on NXT who were there on uh, SmackDown, you know, maybe had other people in mind for, for acts and and for angles and stuff. And like a lot of his time. And uh, honestly, like if at one point somebody had said, right, we're doing something with these guys, you know, it might've happened. Um, But like, you know, I I just, I put it down to, we didn't impress uh, at the right time. Um, I know when I first debuted, they did not like my ring gear. Um, and it took me a while to figure out how I really wanted to present myself. Because, you know, I got, I bought all those... geez, I would spent thousands of dollars on those kilts that were custom designed from a girl in Finland. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, getting them imported. Um, but, uh, you know, they didn't like uh, the image I went for and stuff like that. And that's fine. That happens. That's, that's expected. Um, but, you know, maybe it took me a little while to find how I wanted to present myself. And, you know, maybe it was too long or whatever. Um, so, you know, I, I can take ownership on that. Um, as for in-ring, you know, it's like... We were three, in my opinion, exceptionally talented wrestlers, but, you know, that was a full <laughs> roster of exceptionally talented wrestlers. Uh, and that's, you know, there's only so much TV time. Um, would it have been different maybe if we were on Raw, where there was also the main event, so we would have had more TV time. Yeah. Maybe, you know, there's, you know, the if, if, ifs and butts and all that stuff, right? But, you know, I can look back on it, at that. Um, I got to spend and, and travel with Eric Young and Alexander Wolf. I had the time of my life with both guys. Um they're both wonderful people they'll be friends for life um and i've been delighted to to call them friends and um, we had great experiences as i say you know we we were on pay-per-views we, we got to main event smackdown with uh kane and daniel Bryan and stuff like that so like as you know people can can tell me oh you know it wasn't great whatever else and i can go well you know we had some brilliant times uh, and i'm delighted about it to be honest um the uh nobody can take that away from me um and that, that's i had the experience to work on, on national television i i was produced by some of the my heroes you know like fit finley the first time i i met him really was he was producing a, a segment we did with the new day and it was awesome he come up with a couple of really cool ideas and we were able to, to use them and it was it, it was a brilliant experience for me and he's been my hero since i was you know i'm trying to think 12 13 you know um so that, that was really awesome. And then I think of all the other, other people we met, we, we got to work with uh, Kofi right as he's getting pushed to, to the feud with Daniel Bryan. That's, we, we were wrestling him in the house shows that whole time. And it's just mentally, because the crowds were just getting really behind him. They were always behind New Day, but they were just getting that little bit further and further behind him. So we had so much fun working then the Usos, and so many other guys. Like, listen, um, as it, it may not have been perfect, um, but it was a great experience for us.
1: Yeah, and it's nice to hear that as well because so many people are released from the company and they go on a tirade about this, that, and what should have been done and what could have been. And it's nice to hear somebody just say, you know what, what happened happened, what didn't happen didn't happen, and you're just thankful for the experience. Well, it's I'm done not, I
0: can't, I can't change it, so I'm not going to like get really upset about it because it's helped make me who I am right now. And you know, my whole, my whole ethos is I want to be better. Each day, you know, I want to try and get a little bit better at everything, you know, whether it's being a person or whether it's being a wrestler each day. And I know I'm a better person. I'm a better wrestler now than I was
1: five years ago. So, you know, for me, that's a win (laughs) and I'll take it. People always say that as well. You go into the PC, there's no way you're not going to make it as a wrestler because the PC is just so, so good. and gives you all the tools, doesn't it? What's it like being in the PC? What's what's the feel around there all the time? I hated it at the start, um, so like because I was oh, living okay.
0: in Orlando and it was so hot. <laughs> um, so yeah, going to the PC was fine, but everything else, oh, I, I despised it. But uh, like ninety degrees Fahrenheit, ooh. Um, but uh, you, you know, you eventually acclimatise and whatever else. But um, one of the, one of the main problems I had was uh, when we first got there, we were in the uh, in the beginners class for a long time, um, which meant I was you know doing a lot of in-ring cardio. So I lost a lot of weight when I first got here. Um, and you know, I'm trying to eat enough calories to, to try and get back. So I ended up making myself really sick. So I went through this weird period where I'd lost something like 50 pounds or whatever. Um, just because I, I couldn't couldn't get the calories on board to to make up for what I was losing from being in ring all the time. Um, you know, and that's just one of those flukes because, you know, I, I wasn't really educated on the difference between food in America and from home, because there's a huge difference. Um like things are growing differently and there's different laws and whatever else on on food standards so you don't necessarily know that something's such a low standard until you know you, you've been here for a while so yeah I was I was struggling for a, for a little while and then once I eventually evened out it was by the end of maybe by the end of 2017 I'd finally evened out again um, and you know it's just one of those things you know you finally you know figure it out you start to really enjoy yourself and like I got moved into different classes. Obviously, once we got out of the beginner's class, um, it was great to be in it with, with Robbie Brooks. I'd have, I had a great time because he was my coach before I got here. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm reunited with him, which was awesome. Um, but, you know, I was putting a lot of uh, strain on my body. Um, but over pretty much a within like about six months, we're then in different classes. Um, I'm trying to think. We got moved into Shawn Michaels' class eventually, you know, so like which was just the next level. Like that's... When myself and wolf really started to to, to figure this out um, because you 've got one of the greatest of all time um, telling you his opinion and, and he 's trying to marry your opinion from um, with his opinion and like it 's worked out wonders for so many of the guys in, in nxt um, and we were definitely you know we took advantage of that um, so, yeah, no, like the PC, like at first, as I said, I, I, I hated it more because of living here in Orlando. But by the end I was in, I, I uh, so I, I didn't actually have, when I came back to NXT, I wasn't like assigned a class or anything anymore. um Because w- whatever reason, you know, I technically have graduated, I guess, but like I'd be getting in all the time so, <laughs> because it was so much fun. Like uh, for me, like I was going in every Friday, actually, um I was going in Tuesdays. No, sorry. Wednesday and Thursday with uh, Finley had a was doing tag team class. So I was in Wednesday, Thursday with him and then Friday was extra ring. So that's that's anybody can come in, um, because Hideki Suzuki and, and Brookside were taking that. So I'd be in uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday we'd go to a local place in Orlando, um, a bunch of us, and we, we we would we would train as well. So, you know, I I just was really enjoying myself because we we've taken away the house shows and 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 the travel, and yeah. you know you still want to get as much in as you can. So uh, I was having the time of my life doing a lot of that stuff and it was great. Just the guys who I'm rolling around with and having fun with. Um, and like that, by the end, I really enjoyed the PC experience. So, <laughs> um, and I'm sure, listen, there's so many people have similar stories to me. You know, it's difficult maybe right at the start, but, you know, later on, it becomes just such an incredible experience for everybody.
1: Yeah. And, and like the names that you have mentioned just then, like working with Robbie Brookside, working with Fit Finley, as, as a guy from the UK growing up watching UK wrestling, those are some, Incredible names, legends, heroes, icons, like William Regal as well. What what did yeah. you learn from from working directly with those guys? Obviously, you'd you'd had a wrestling background before you came into the PC and to NXT, but what new did you learn from each of those individual guys? Like what was it like working with Regal? So Regal Regal's like so
0: what I love about Regal was his explanation, like he used a lot of British things to um for himself, like the carry on movies when he, when he's doing all those backstage segments with um, you know Jericho with the teapot and all that stuff and all the other stuff that he did, he he tried to take inspiration from the carry on movies and stuff like that. And um, so like he was explaining, you know, when he was doing that stuff, but when it was time for him on the offense, it was like, he he was like, he used the, the Goodfellas movie, you know, when I think it's De Niro was kicking the face of somebody in the camera angles, looking yeah. up at him and he, like he broke that down to me like when I'm putting heat like heat on somebody and whatever else. And that was genius. because like, he's using all these influences that aren't wrestling to explain what he his thought process was. So I, I loved working with Regal. And he was very honest, um, very honest with me, especially. And I, I think like I really appreciated that because you know, you, you go through a period on the main roster where <sighs> you go, I, I think it's more not that people are afraid to give you criticism or whatever else. Um, it's just like you know, it, it's the machine. It's it's moving on, moving on, moving on. So you you maybe aren't getting as much feedback, whereas in NXT you could there was more time for explanation, um, and that's what I I loved. You know whether that's with Sean or with Regal, with Brookside or um, with Finley, like like Finley for example, who I was working with not not long before we left. The whole thing that he was working with us was like you know, being active when we're putting heat on, um, which, you know, the, the body of the match where a villain may be on top or whatever else. And it, it's keeping um, the baby face active because that is, you know, the way the style has changed. You can't really have people just lying flat anymore. Like that that was very common in the, the 80s and 90s, you know, because the crowd would then come up. Our crowds have changed. So we need to be the movement based um, to try and keep things going. And it's better for the cameras, better for television. So working with Finlay was burning because, you know, that was completely resetting all of our opinions on how we do certain things in the heat, or or even on the other side, when, when we're taking the beatings and stuff like that. So um, I loved working with Dave. I, I thought Dave, he's been my hero, as I say, since I was maybe 12 years old or whatever else. Um, such a versatile, incredible worker. Um, and he's a great coach, great mind for this. Um, you can see what he he, he did with the, the women's division for the last you know couple of decades, and and you yep. know so many girls have really benefited from it. So it was awesome that we got a chance, that the tag team group got a chance, and you'll you'll see that over the next few months, like the likes of um, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, Imperium, um, MSK, like there, there's a bunch of others that I, I guarantee they'll be much better for it.
1: 100%. Um, and you said in there, like the different ways of learning things. I know that before Louis, Louis I know you'd done some work for TNA, a, a little bit of work for TNA, but you'd not really done, had you really done any? proper tv work
0: before uh i guess cuz icw had started doing a lot more tv stuff um yeah, yeah. it signed deals uh, to god i can't even remember but then they're having their own network and stuff so a little bit like um you, you know you start working towards hard cam more often and then there's the roman cam and things like that and promos and then like uh, some of the other stuff that i did was the same and whatever um, progress was starting to get a bit more like that the Rev Pro was starting to get a bit more like that. So it was it was all kind of happening for me it was all great timing. Um so by the time I, I walked in and I'd obviously done TNA and whatever else. Um so by the time I walked into the NXT like i had a fair idea of what they were looking for. Um and then they they I actually got to spend a bit of time with some of the cameramen i, I had a great relationship with them they're all really funny lads actually and um, so you know they they would give us ideas of where they're going to be on different different parts of the show um which made it a lot easier to plan certain things to happen directly near them so it's not yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not looking for you like don't get me wrong like there's i had some really funny moments um when sanity first started where everybody's timing was just slightly off um they I, I hit somebody, and the camera stayed with me instead of looking back to Wolf. So you literally just saw my ass on on, on screen for like this, <laughs> what probably felt like an eternity to whoever was watching. Um, but you know that's that's you know, the the kind of beauty of NXT is it's a learning process even for for some of the camera guys and whatever else. So uh, it was very funny. Like whoever the director was at the time, like didn't switch in time or whatever else. So, um, but like you know things like that are fun. Um, but uh, you know it was it was a that, that was the fun part of the experience was just learning the little nuances um and even how to hide things you know like uh you always you're because when you get knocked off a ring you think i'm gonna be down here for ages before the next thing happens you know it, they explain better ways to kind of hide yourself and and, and say off camera and, and you'd be amazed at how long you can go before people really notice that you're gone like it's it's <laughs> actually really incredible and um, whereas on the indies like you, people are like spitting on you you know because you're lying on the floor you know for too long um so it's but it's a lot different than it's a lot different than television so you got to love the uk I mean you, you got to love it over here just oh, i uh, honestly like uh i i came through that period where uh, the uk crowds just went nuts like um we went from having like well uh, 50 people in a show to 5000 you know so it, it's like um I'll, I'll never, I'd never want to change that experience at all. But yeah, there were some moments where people like pouring beers over me, whatever, and I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. You <know? laughs> but uh, you know, that's, uh, I, I won't take it back. Cause you know, I, uh, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't uh, get get too sticky or whatever else. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> Going from, going from those shows and those, like, I know how you say you were getting sort of more little bits of TV exposure and then TNA and then NXT What's the difference like from then jumping from NXT to the main roster? What's what's like a main roster WWE TV day like? So is it, is it I, chaos? What's it like?
0: Imagine well, yeah, it organized chaos, isn't it? Um, but like, <laughs> imagine at that point NXT was only taping. We'd do three or four tapings uh, once a month and then boom, you go up in your every week live. Um, and you don't have a 20 minute match or a 15 minute match. You know, you, you might have a three minute match and you have to do so much and get it done. And I went from being like kind of the singles guy, uh, on Saturday at that point to boom, you're in a six man tag and, and it, it you're having to try and figure out where you can put your spots in. Um, yeah. and like, then there's, there's ad breaks mid match and stuff. So you have to, you have to work around that. So, you know, there, there's so many things you have to try and do. Um, and like that is that's a real learning experience. I think it'll be a lot easier for guys now on NXT transition to the main roster because we have all that now since we went live on USA network. Um, we had those ad breaks, we had like the more hectic days, like because they they the day they went from being like a you know four-taping day that you know everybody's prepared for because you know it's coming, um, to okay, it's it's a weekly thing. Uh people are getting sick, everything has to change at a moment's notice, you know. Um, and like, you know, that that's genuinely, you know. For a lot of people, it'd be a lot easier, I think, to make that transition now. Um, but for us, you know, like Eric was a very experienced TV wrestler, so he was he was nonplussed by any of it, um, and that that was one of the best parts about having Eric in the group, because uh, he could calm us down if if at any point we were trying to get too much in or, or you know thinking too much about about something small or whatever. EY was a great leader, um, both both in ring and out of the ring, um, and you know I adored working with him because of it. So, um, and he was you know not not as I say, he was completely non non plus by a lot of that stuff. Um he was ready to go at all times. And uh we with with such a good uh working relationship, all of us, um, because we kind of all knew what we were, were were doing a lot of the time. Um but the only difference was in on as you said on television, uh on SmackDown or on the pay-per-view, it's a lot more go 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 than it was um on NXT. Um because Okay, we are running five minutes short, so we need to 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 cut some time here, and that sometimes that happens right as you're in the ring. Um, Okay, we're going to commercial now, and you're like, "Whoa!" Um, Or even worse, sometimes is you know going to commercial five, four, three, two, no, no, we need we need another minute. Suddenly, you're like, "Right, okay, carry on," you know, Uh, and that you know these things happen sometimes, or there's a miscommunication between a producer, referee, and then then us, so. Um, but it doesn't happen very often. Listen, it's a very, 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 very slick operation. Um, but, you know, when when these things do happen, that's the test of how good you are. And um, we were very lucky that, you know, anything that did go wrong, we were able to cover pretty well. So as, as well as we could anyway.
1: <laughs> We've seen loads of that recently, haven't we? Like just in recent months where where you hear like five minutes before Raw goes live, Vince McMahon's ripping up the script and, and rewriting it entirely and just going with the flow. But I'd... From what I remember, some of those shows have been some of the better shows. You know, those
0: spontaneous. I, I don't know to see what you can do. I, I don't know if the, that's maybe slightly exaggerated. To, you know, you know, to an extent, I think like that's one of the uh, the, the one of the problems w- w- with uh, with the industry it right now is like some so. Like some that. we'll go really far in our you know uh, exclamation points and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I was thankfully never in a situation where something was like changed like at the at the last second or whatever but you know don't get me wrong you know people get hurt and things like that and you know and, and things have to change on the fly and um what, what i think for this last year the fact that they managed to put out so much hours of television with people being sick and and you know whatever else or people getting hurt or people getting trapped in weather delays and which happens way more than you think in america by the way because you know we have so many crazy events that happen here that just don't happen back home um might get a bit of flooding back home, but you know, you you're not going to have high winds or or whatever else that are, that a plane literally can't take off, you know. Um so yeah, like listen, there's there's so many things that um uh that, that that they they powered through this last couple of years and uh all credit to everybody who had a good match this year um because they went through a large period with no crowds at all you know and, and that that for me is just is mind blowing and you just can't imagine it ever happening again you know.
1: And I'm so excited now that we're, we're just on the cusp, aren't we? We're like just It's just over the horizon that we're going to get fans back, and I'm so excited for it. Um, not long now. Not long now, literally just a couple of weeks, I think it is now. Um, talking about returning fans, right, I like to talk to my wrestling guests about not just wrestling. Now, we spoke about this very briefly before I started recording. We spoke about it very briefly in emails as well. Euro2020. <laughs> let's talk football or soccer to, to my soccer. American <laughs> viewers um, obviously Ireland didn't qualify Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland all we were left with is England they're, they're going through
0: some terrible uh, terrible runs of, of, of player uh, quality at the minute um, yeah. sadly for, for Ireland uh, both Declan Rice and Jack Relish uh, were both Irish for a while and now they're not oh, anymore shit. so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did because I'm, I'm sure you're time. delighted.
0: Yeah, but uh, I know Irish fans are heartbroken. That <laughs> Rice had three caps and still changed his mind, so you know, yeah, that's that uh, weird. very I interesting know. that he got away with that one, but uh, yeah, but, but, they, but no, out of all seriousness, he... like, um, this has been a crazy good tournament. Um, yeah, like the, the round of 16 has just been awesome so far, Um, like big knockouts and everything else, but goals galore at times as well so um this is it it has felt like one of the most unusual tournaments and i just checked a lot of the stats um leading up to, to euro 2020 there'd been nine own goals in the entirety of the the, the the tournament's history there's been 10 own goals so far this tournament alone <laughs> um there's been like more uh, more
1: more goals in general um, ac- across this tournament than ever before so um england and the euros like how how are you enjoying Obviously, without being able to watch Ireland, are you are you following England? Were you following England from the start? Are you enjoying watching England doing so well?
0: So I, like, uh, listen, just don't don't share this part too too much. Uh, I'm doing my very <laughs> best um, uh, to be uh, as neutral as possible, um, but yes, I, I'm I'm somewhat supporting England. Um, I'm a huge Man United fan, um, and I've uh, especially it's getting harder and harder to dislike the team. Our, really respect what Marcus Rashford's done for, for the entirety of England this, this last few years, um, especially during COVID, like like what he did for, you know, uh, hungry children and everything else. Um many he, he got a knighthood and everything out of it, you know, so like he's a, he's a hell of a man. Um, and then obviously like Raheem Sterling as well, like what he, he's been able to do for, for racial issues and things like that. But there's just so many people in the England team who I really don't dislike so it's very, it's very difficult to, to hate them like uh, like I would normally have hated them maybe maybe previous year's previous <laughs> tournaments and also being far removed from English media has made it a little bit easier um, but no I, uh, I have been I've watched every game so far um, in the entirety of the tournament, but I watched all the England games with with Robbie brookside actually um and it's been pretty cool because um you know i am kind of saying it through his idea, his eyes and like Drake Maverick's joined us for a bunch of games too. Um and like you know, I I think they're an incredible team. I don't I don't know if I I'm a big fan of, of Gareth Southgate as a manager. Uh, he's very negative. Um, but yeah. you know he, he got them this far. It's it's another semi final of another tournament. And um, so maybe he's right, and we're all wrong. You know, but, but you know <laughs> they had open game when he's he's taking four right backs with him. Um, and he hasn't. You know he's he's got Kieran Trippier on the left, and you know you're you're really wondering like uh, what his, his decision process is, but. Um, you know, they've really stepped into form. They kind of played their way into form, like um, yeah. Despite yeah. the last few games, uh, they were incredible against Germany, and then they just destroyed Ukraine. So it'll be. I think Denmark will prove the biggest test for them, um, because the pressure's on England in this one. But I, I, yeah. I would fancy them more against Italy than I would against against Denmark, because against Italy they might be the underdog and whatever else. So, no, I'm very excited for uh, for the game, um, and no matter what happens, because Denmark will be a brilliant story. You know, the whole thing with Christian Eriksen having a heart attack. You know, it's hard to believe that this can happen to a 29-year-old at the peak of his his conditioning. Um, So, yeah, but I am excited to see what happens in this game today. I'm I'm actually going to go and watch it very shortly. Um, So by the time you probably put this out there, we'll we'll know the result one way or the other. um, But uh, we are hoping that uh, the next tournament in Ireland could be there. uh, Either, I'll take either of the the Irelands. you know, any of them, you know. Um, because you know one of the hardest parts about international football is the rarity that one of those teams end up in a tournament. So yeah. you know you, there's always that slight miserable bit for us. But but no, um, I've been really really impressed with Italy throughout the entire tournament. Um, I thought they were kind of against the cost for, for for many parts of the game yesterday, um, but they they came through and they got penalties like Unai uh, Simon, uh, such a, a good penalty keeper. Um, and, you know, they managed to, Jorginho, the coolness, you know, for that final penalty was, was absolutely oh, incredible. Oh, oh that penalty. So interesting, like, you know, good for Jorginho, like, uh, I hate Chelsea, but, you know, he's 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 a, a good player and he plays pretty well, like, um, next to Kante, they have a very formidable midfield, you know, um, but um, listen, it's been a great tournament so far, like, France was my pick right at the start and, like, I'm actually happy to be wrong because, you know, they've got such a great team, but... Um, they just, you know, the cycle was just just wasn't there. You know, the the defense maybe just wasn't as good as it had been. Um, maybe Larice needs needs replaced long term as well. So, um, so it was incredible the day they went out. Um, with all the talent they have at their disposal. Same as Belgium, you know, it looks like that's the end of their the Belgium cycle. Um, but like you know they, they've done so well in the last ten years. They became like the number one team in the world, but they didn't win it. So you know you, you're you're not really sure. Yeah.
1: They won some friendlies.
0: They won all the friendlies. That was that was the difference. Um, it's crazy. it's yeah, crazy. I, I'm intrigued to see what happens next um, for the for the final. You know, if England go through, um, I actually think the pressure might be slightly off, um, which is crazy. I, I know that makes no sense, but I think this semi, it, 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 there's more pressure on them than there will be um, all, at the weekend. So fingers crossed they get through, um, and fingers crossed the likes of Rashford and Sancho play really well. So I've got a reason to like them. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well like you say like I think I think the pressure is on because we've been this far we've been this far before we've never been that one step further other than obviously in 66 but we've never been this one step further so um like you say if we get to the final and we lose we euros runners up like I think that's pretty commendable with such a young team with yeah. a team where you can tell the manager still doesn't really know what his best team is you know um so this this episode's going to go out tomorrow so I want your score prediction for tonight, just to see if you're right or wrong.
0: I am going to go with I think England will concede their first goal um, in the entire tournament today, yeah, but great. I think they'll, I think they'll win two one. I think uh, I actually think England will probably score early, Denmark will come back, they'll put the pressure on, and then I think they'll probably get a counter goal. Um, but it might it could go into extra time. Um, listen, I, I, I think Denmark have, have this real self belief like they did in 1992. They weren't meant to be in the tournament, um, yeah. and they ended up winning it um, because Yugoslavia, I think it was, had to pull out. So it's so weird, like the the correlation between that and uh, 2021 or 2020, sorry, is so unusual. You know, Christian Eriksen get you know comes down with a heart attack of all things in the opening game, and you know they lose that. They lose the second game, then they, they somehow scrape through the, in the final game. Um, sorry, scraped through the group because they win the final game and then they've taken everybody out so far. So um, there must be a real belief there. Um, England are definitely a better team than Denmark.
1: What's that? It just feels like it's meant to be, like it's fate. Like, I don't want to say that as an England supporter, but it feels right for Denmark. And I think if we we scrape by or if we batter them tonight, whatever it ends up being, you're going to feel bad for Denmark. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: But like, at the same time, you know, even if you get knocked out in a semi-final still a great achievement for either team and, and like that's the part that you no know, the media will moan about and everything else as you know the british media will. um but you know semi-final in a tournament is still a massive step because these are, there's a lot of young players here um, harry kane like he he can go to the next world cup and maybe that might be his last real real chance um, or maybe he, he can do the next euros but you know he, he's in his peak but not very many others are are, are in their peak so it is very interesting um uh, and I'm like, I am excited because there's so many United players who are playing really well in this tournament. Like Sean Maguire, both been brilliant in the back. Yeah. Um, okay. I have got, got it for Dean Henderson that he had to, to miss out. Uh, Mason and uh, Green who got injured as well. But, um, in general, like you know, the United players are really holding up their end of the bargain this time, which is which is good to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, man. Um, I'm going to round off, but I, I want to go back to wrestling. But so many podcasts and so many ones I've done in the past. We always say, oh, so what's next for you in 2021 or whatever? But I want to I want to change that and say, what do you want to do next? Because so many so many wrestlers have got these plans. Like, I have to do this by this age and by this year because it is such a potentially short career and such a short yeah. lifespan in the business. What do you want to do next? Would you consider going back to YCW maybe and doing some stuff there? Or, or are you focused on staying in America?
0: So... For the time being, I'll be I'll be staying in America. Um, the uh, you know with, with with Nikki's success and everything else. Um, then, i so after then, like like literally once once I am free to to work and everything else again. Um, honestly, I'm I'm gonna be picky choosy and I'm I'm gonna take a bit of time to really um get around the world. You know, I, I want there's places I want to go. there's 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 companies I want to work for. There's people I want to work. I've got a full list of people I'm, I'm desperate to work. Um. You know, I I was very blessed, and I got to wrestle a lot of the New Japan lads through Rev Pro. Um, I I love it if I if I get a chance to wrestle the likes of Ishii again and, and Tanahashi again. I'd love to wrestle Okada, Shingo. You know, all these guys who I've watched. watched so yeah. Shingo Dragon yeah. Gate and everything. You know, so it's his career has been incredible. You know, and there's so many others across the world. I, I, I'd I'd love to work. Um, so for me, like, uh. You know, I'm, taking, I'm going to take uh, the best part of it. Is three months. I got to take a bit of time for myself to get myself prepared uh, mentally, physically, everything else. And um, then, obviously, that, I have to figure out my, you know, you know, being a foreigner living in America. You know, there's a couple of hoops we have to jump through next, which, which w- will hopefully go down without without a problem. Um, and then, yeah, get myself around the world. I do want to get and do some things back in Britain. Um, absolutely, I, I want to see. how the scene is there. I want to be a, an inspiration for. The next group of guys coming through because you know guys like Drew really inspired me and um, he really helped me get to the next level. Like so Robbie Brookside, Regal, Finley, you know they, they're the guys who you know I was watching growing up and I'd love I want to be um, a positive influence for the the group coming after me. I want to help guys who want the help if that makes sense and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you want to get to the next level. I want because I know when I when Drew came back to ICW he took he took a couple of us aside because he knew we wanted. The next level, uh, and he helped us get to the next level, and and I want to do that for the next group. Um, at ICW Pro, uh, Rev Pro, and you know all, all the, the the major companies back home, Um again in Ireland as well. Like I mean, there's so many great talents who are there who who are, who are yet to really take off, and um, and you know COVID's really put a damper on for a lot of the guys and girls back home. So you know that's that's what I'm looking forward to trying to do next, and. Um, and as I say, you know, with Japan and America and things like that, like uh, I'm going to be pretty fluid about you know uh, what I'm going to decide over the next while. I've had plenty of, of, of people get in touch and things like that, so you know I'm, I'm, I'm excited about what what will happen. Um, but most importantly, is my main goal in ring uh, bell to bell will be to have that chip on the shoulder and, and show everybody that uh, you know that what what I am, who I am, and um, how. I, how big demo it can be to the to the rest of the world I, I personally believe i'm an incredible talent and i'm looking forward to showcasing yeah. that
1: yeah man absolutely and as i said at the very very top of the interview as a big fan personally and i'm not just saying that because you're on the podcast with me as a big Thanks. fan personally <laughs> i'm genuinely excited to see where you end up man um and i just want to say a huge huge thank you to you for joining me today um I know, like I say, well, I didn't want to keep you too long because we've got very important football <laughs> business to attend to. Um, before I let you go, where where can everybody find you, like on social media and on YouTube and things like that? So I am trying to use the at demo Michael for everything. So you'll you'll see me on
0: Instagram, Twitter at demo Michael. Um, I'm just about to start a Pro Wrestling T Store. They also uh, Pro Wrestling Tees okay. slash demo Michael. I'll be on Cameo and Twitch demo Michael as well. And um, so over the next few months, I'll be, I'll be very busy and there'll be plenty of ways to to get in touch and to support us. Um, the, uh, but more, more, most importantly, you can follow me on social media at Damo Michael and you'll be able to, you'll be able to find out what's next.
1: Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you. And and guys, as ever, you know, where to find me. It'll be down here somewhere at PWCD. Yeah. You're already on yeah. YouTube. I'm not anywhere else at the minute. So yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for for tuning in as usual. Demo. thank you so much for joining me enjoy the football tonight i'm sure <laughs> i will try to enjoy it i hope i'm going to enjoy it um and until next time guys thank you and take care
2: the more my company grows the harder it is to stay focused on our core product i need to master de and i esg A, even how to adapt to hybrid working the more hats i wear the more I need Aeon, they bring their whole team to the table and give me access to great minds in each discipline. So as my business grows, my knowledge expands and I see things more clearly. Better decisions. Aeon.